Hi, and thank you for listening to Fit Inspired Mama podcast. I am your host, Nishma Karim. Have you heard the quote, when women support each other, incredible things happen. Here, I connect with women, female entrepreneurs, mothers, and women who want to raise their voices and inspire others. There are no competition. There are no judgments here. Just simple stories for you. So come along and listen in as we inspire you one episode at a time. It was like a little miracle. A miracle. I say, I swear it was a miracle. I sat there and I'm thinking about it and I'm upset and I cry and I'm I'm asking the universe, like, what is my purpose? What am I, why am I here? This is not, this is not who I am. I'm not a stay-home mom. There's something different. I'm, I'm an individual who loves to work and I love to travel. What is going on with me? Why am I home? And that is when things started to change. Do you know that it's like as if someone heard you, someone was there listening to you. All of a sudden I hear this magical thing that just happened and a few days later, I hear something and it just triggers my mind and it says you're exactly where you're supposed to be. Your life purpose is exactly where you need to be. You are where you need to be. And when that happened, I was at, wow, seriously? That's that's exactly what I needed to hear. I am where I need to be. I am exactly where I need to be. And things started to change for me. I started to appreciate the things that I have around me, my kids, my home, my husband, everything started to change. And that was not enough. I got another miracle. And that's when I met her. I met her on Facebook. I was sitting there and I'm like, oh, who is this? Who is this? And it was something that I kind of needed. It was it was something that I was waiting for. And all of a sudden, I look into her Facebook and there she is, Jennifer Jade. She has a five-day challenge to finding the purpose, your purpose, your life's purpose, five-day challenge. And I'm like, really? It's five days. Can I do it? Is this for me? And it's just saying to me, you know, like as if this is for you, Nish. Try it out. Check it out. I did. I did. And in those five days, I was incredibly amazed with the changes that I had made in my life. In those five days, I learned to love myself. In those five days, I was amazed with the way I felt. I didn't realize that life was this beautiful. I didn't realize I was in the right place. Like all of a sudden, things just went 180 degrees for me. I was asked to write a co-authored book with 10 more most amazing women in my life that I met and we became friends. It's called Motherhood Diaries. I was so amazed with that. And with all of that saying, I got so intrigued into opening up my own podcast. And today I have my own podcast called Fit Inspired Mama. And with everything I have, I have two more miracles coming my way, two more, but I couldn't have done it without my five-day challenge with Jennifer Jade. 
And if you know what I'm talking about, and if you've been there, so many women have been inspired by her. So many people have been inspired by her. This is something you need to look into. This is something beautiful. So what I did, I asked Jennifer to come onto my podcast to talk to me. I wanted to see her story. I wanted her story. How did she find that purpose? How did she do it? I have two beautiful miracles on my way. This is the tip of the iceberg. Jennifer Jade, let's listen to her story. I am so excited to introduce you to my soul, my heart, my soul sister. Once again, Jennifer Jade. From my heart to yours, I just so excited to have the one and only person that has given me the ability to be the person that I am today. And the reason why is because there was a miracle that happened to me a few months to about almost a year ago. I sat there and I cried and I asked, what is my purpose? And for those that know me so well and have been listening to my podcast, you know, I've always been that person where I looked outside for that love, looked outside to find the answers for what I'm looking for internally. But when I found out what my purpose was, it was by doing this miracle five-day challenge with Jennifer Jade. And that five-day challenge I had done with her brought tears to my eyes. I think I have never felt so much more loved, so much more care within myself. I remember I used to ask the question is, why do people don't like me? Why am I so stuck in wondering why I can't do the things that I want to do? And it's because of this five-day challenge that I am here today. My podcast has become this beautiful podcast with women that I inspire. And because of that, it's because I've started to love who I have become today. And because of that, I have to bring in the one and only, my soul sister, the woman that has made me who I am today, Jennifer Jade. And I am so excited to have her on my podcast, so excited to bring her in. And here she is with me today, talking to me on my podcast. Welcome and thank Hi. you for being here. Aww, thank you, Nish, for that beautiful introduction. I'm so honored to be here with you and with your audience today. Thank you for having me. I am so intrigued that the fact that you, me and you had found a date to put this together because we were going back and forth about which day would look good. And it, it turned out to become this, this thing where we might not even be able to talk for about a month. So I was so excited to have this done with you today. And I think the reason I really want you here today is I want you to share your story. Why, how, how did you do it? How did you find your purpose? Where did you come from and how, how many people you've inspired in your life. I'm just amazed with everything that you have done. And I just want you to tell me or tell the audience of who you are, what you do, and, and how did you find that purpose? Mm, I will. Thank you, Nish. Uh, my name is Jennifer Jade, and I am an ordinary person um, that has found out that we can all do extraordinary things. And even, even calling them extraordinary things. I actually believe we were meant to live soul aligned lives. Like that's how we're meant to live. 
But right now that's seen as extraordinary because many of us are conditioned to believe that what's normal is just suffering through life, getting to that job or doing the things that you have to do or you should do. And maybe one day when you're 65, then you can enjoy your life. You can retire and spend your days how you want. And that's kind of, that's what's normal. That's what's ordinary. That's what's expected. And so if you see someone living a life they actually love, that lights them up, that inspires them, you know, we kind of see that as extraordinary, like, ooh, there must be something special about them that I don't have. There must be something that's more brilliant or they're more educated or they're more experienced or charismatic or whatever. And we're confident. That was the thing that I thought everyone had that I didn't have. Oh, they're confident. That's why they can have a life like that. Um, or they were born with all these talents like, you know, movie stars and, um, actors and actresses like they get to live a life they love because they were gifted these amazing talents but not me you know I'm just this girl from Canada a small town on a on an island in Canada and I just you know I just need to be grateful for the life that I have and this finance job this is you know back when in my 20s my finance job and just you know just make it through till I'm 65 and then then I'll enjoy my life. So that's that's sort of where I'll start my story. Um, I did all the things. I, I saw my mom struggling when I was a young girl at my earliest memories. She was struggling with, well, financially, um, single mom uh, for the first little bit, you know, my earliest memories. And uh, having anxiety and panic attacks. And I could hear her talking to her mom on the phone about, you know, just worry about how, how am I going to pay the rent? How, what am I going to do? Like, yada, yada, yada. And uh, I remember thinking, okay, my mommy is really worried about money and she's really stressed. She doesn't have a lot of money. We, we don't, we're not, we're, we're poor is kind of what I came to realize and, and say to myself. And so in my little four-year-old brain, I calculated that if not having very much money means, you know, crying and stress and anxiety and panic, then being successful must mean you're happy and you have no worries in the world and everything is wonderful. And so I decided, you know, that I wanted to be successful. I didn't want to be a burden. I wanted to add to our income. So I started actually making lemonade stands and I was always thinking, how could I do this better? So then it was a Kool-Aid stand because I thought Kool-Aid was better than lemonade. And then I thought, well, what's, what's even more useful than like drinking Kool-Aid, I thought, what if I made handmade greeting cards? And so then I, when I went to daycare, I enlisted my first employee, which was one of my little friends from daycare. <laughs> and her and I were making greeting cards together and selling those. And, and we had variety like thank you cards and birthday cards and <laughs> sympathy and whatever. Anyway, um, and then the, the story continues, right? Like I wanted paper route, then I wanted two paper routes. And I wanted to get a job that the day I was legally allowed in Canada, 14 years old, I got my job at the movie theater and I worked 24 hours a week while I was going to school full time and trying to maintain straight A's and 
play on three different soccer teams at one point and and it was a lot like my days were pack 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 and i was never meeting my own expectations of myself i was always falling short i i if i wasn't top of the class like if i was in second or third in the class cuz our our grades were our, our percentages were posted on the wall next to our student number and if i wasn't number 1 i was pissed off with myself i was a failure i was a loser um and and that came from me my parents um and i did have a relationship with my dad as well uh they never put that pressure on me they never said jennifer you better get straight a's or else you better play on these soccer teams in fact they were really hands off i, I would say and it was me putting this on myself i remember getting to a point in high school where i was really recognizing my tendency to overfill my plate and thinking why do i do this to myself you know like there's my friends who have like no jobs or one job they work one shift on the weekend and they get c pluses and they're happy you know they have the the saturday nights they go and meet up and party i'm i'm working at the movie theater on saturday night like what why am i doing this you know like what is this for and i couldn't answer the question and i just decided to keep going because that just was what was in me i didn't know why i was i had forgotten that decision or epiphany i'd had at 4 years old and i didn't know why i was kind of go 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 i didn't know what i was chasing i didn't know what i was running towards but i knew i wanted to be successful right like i knew that i was driven i knew that i was ambitious and i thought oh well those are things that are celebrated right like i'm driven i'm ambitious you know oh she's got a lot of drive that's never seen as a bad thing so i continued um at 18 i was very frustrated that i didn't know what direction i wanted to go with my life um my friends were like i'm going to be a teacher i'm going to be a nurse i'm going to be a doctor i'm going to be a lawyer i'm going to be this and that and i thought none of those things appeal to me at all you know like do i just have to pick one of these things and just i guess go for it and i was like oh i just wish there was something that i like knew i wanted to do cuz these the people that were saying this to me they seemed excited to become a teacher excited to become a nurse excited and i wasn't excited about any of these things we had a speaker come in to our grade 12 class it was called um uh was it life skills or career and personal planning i think it was life skills and she was a guest speaker and she said um if you never had to worry about money again ever 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 how would you be spending your time and i immediately had this light bulb moment that i love photography i love taking photos since i was a child i would ask my first camera was a mcdonald's camera you could buy for 399 <laughs> yeah. and I would stage photo shoots, I'd take pictures, I try to look for creative ways and I thought, "Oh my gosh, if I never had worried to worry if I never had to worry about money, I would be taking pictures." And yes. I was it was like this light bulb moment like, "Oh my gosh, I'm going to be a photographer. I'm going to be a photographer." And I went home that night and I was like, "Oh, I have something I'm excited about." I was so happy. I was like, "Oh, finally, what a relief." and i went home and i was trying to figure out what college could i go to to learn about how to be a photographer and i found the art institutes and i was like oh maybe i'll go to the art institute of seattle and yeah yeah i was looking at what do i need to apply and how can i put this together and i go to school the next day i hadn't told anybody i go to school the next day and i have one of my close friends 
And we're sitting in a class called Entrepreneurship, Entrepreneurship 12. And uh, I said to him, hey, listen, and we were supposed to be working on something like, guess what? Guess what? And I'm like whispering and whispering over to him. He's like, what? I said, guess what? I said, I know what I'm going to be. And he's like, what? And I was like, I'm going to be a photographer. And he's like, huh? (laughs) What? He's like, are you serious? I was like, yeah. And he said, well, have fun being broke for the rest of your life. And I thought, uh, it was just like, if you could imagine a big balloon and a pin poof, like this, poof, oh just like, balloon, just like, woo, just like, and I thought, oh my gosh. Yeah. What was I thinking? Photographers aren't successful. They don't make any money. Like, unless you're like Annie Leibovitz or some big famous, you know, one in a million. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm not gonna be a starving artist for the rest of my life. Oh yeah, that's ridiculous. And so I just let that go right out of my head and uh, got back to like, oh, now what am I going to do? And uh, anyway, skipping forward, I went and traveled, lived in London for a little while, London, England, uh, came back, got a job in finance as the kind of uh, receptionist. I say I'll start at probably receptionist, something like that. I was kind of the upfront office person. And he started training me. It was just me and the owner of the company. He started training me to take over the company. He wanted to retire, semi-retired. I was like, ooh, goody, you know, like at least this is something, right? Yeah. Like something. He's training me. He he lives a pretty decent lifestyle, like he's pretty comfortable. I can do this. He's willing to show me. And, you know, I can either buy the company or I can be a manager or whatever. So I just, I just wanted a sense of direction at this point. You know, I was just so done with floundering and wondering and whatever. So I was just like, whatever, whatever, I'll just do this. So into finance I go. That took me into eventually I became a mortgage broker. So I was a hundred percent commission mortgage broker before I was 22. And this is the part that I really relate to you niche. Um, even though it was different circumstances for us, but you know, at first I, like I say, I was just excited to have some direction. Um, so I was excited to become a mortgage broker when I did, I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to do this was my soul like, yay, but it was, but no, but my head was like, like, finally, you know, a path we can follow to be successful. So we don't end up broke and alone and crying and and having anxiety and panic and wondering how we're going to pay bills. So I was just kind of forging ahead with kind of like ego, you know, running away from fear, this kind of thing. I didn't realize it at the time. I didn't understand this, any of these concepts at that time, but that's what I was doing in hindsight. So. I learned the ropes. I become a mortgage broker. Things are going well. Um, By 25, I had checked off all the boxes that I thought I needed to check off in order to be happy. So by 25 years old, full-blown commission broke, full 100% commission mortgage broker. Business is going up and up and up. I'm doing well. Um, I got married. I bought a house. I have a little convertible. I've got a fur baby and like tick, 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 tick. Like here we are, we've arrived. (laughs) And I'm just kind of waiting for this feeling of, 
you know, the opposite of what my mom was feeling when, when I was little, I thought, okay, now here I am, you know, here I am. This is, this is what I have wanted since I was four years old. Right. And I can kick my feet up and I'll have no worries in the world and everything will be great. And I'll be happy every day. And, and that was just not the case. And so this is what I thought niche. And I know this sounds ridiculous. Everyone listening, like this sounds ridiculous, but you know, I was 25 years old and didn't know much yet. I realized that to have ticked off all these boxes and still be unhappy, to still feel like something was missing when my head was hitting the pillow at night, I thought, oh, I'm not making enough money. That's what I thought. If, If I just make a little bit more money, then I'll be happy. And I think there's a lot of people in the world that believe that right now. If I just make a little bit more money, then I'll be happy. And so I started to work harder. I'm like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to put my head down, work harder. I'm going to work evenings and weekends if I have to. And I did. I went to open houses with realtors and took calls and whatever, worked on my files at home, blah, 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 blah. I'm just going to work my butt off And I'm going to try to retire, not at 65, but at 60. You know what? No, scratch that. Make it 55. If I can retire at 55, oh my goodness, like, yay, freedom. I'll have it 10 years earlier than most people and life will be great and I'll be able to do whatever I want and so on and so forth. And so off I go, just let's just do this. So I work harder, I work harder. My income starts going up. I organize my own network meetings and I'm just, trying to figure out ways to make more connections and more referrals and blah, 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 blah. Now I'm 26. Now I'm 27. And I realize that I'm living the same day, the same week over and over and over again. I'm so bored. Um, This my income was starting to increase and my happiness and sense of fulfillment It was just down and down and down and down and down and down. It was like, if you're playing that game of hot and cold with your happiness, I felt like I was getting colder and colder and colder and colder. And this made no sense to me because I was making more and more and more money. I was starting to go on trips to New York with my girlfriends, concerts in Vancouver, like spa days, all these things. And still, I felt like in in my body, I'm getting colder. I'm, I'm moving further and further away. Like what I I could not understand this feeling. And so that's the part that really was reminding me of, of that moment you shared with me just before we started recording was looking around at my life and thinking, is this as good as it gets? Like, you know, sure. I have amazing things, which I am and was grateful for. Like that's, I was not disregarding the blessings I did have in my life and the things that were going well, but is this it? Like, is this it? Is this really it? Is this as good as I'll ever feel? Is this as happy as I'll ever be? Um, Why do I feel like something's missing? And do I really just have to live this same week over and over again, like wishing it was Friday and dreading Monday and even bummed out on Sunday because I know that the next day I have to go back to work and do it all over again? waiting for my one week vacation, or maybe if I stretch it out two week vacation to enjoy my, my time. So now I'm, I'm wishing away a week. I'm wishing away a year. Um, 
I'm wishing my life away year after year after year. Um, and so it was around this time when I was like, is this really what I'm going to do? Like, I guess so. Like, I guess I just need to be more grateful. I guess I just need to, you know, keep putting my head down and working hard and I can just love my life even more when I'm 55, you know, if I do, if I do everything right. Um, around this time, one of my family members, he had been like a big brother to me. I, I don't have any older siblings to look up to. So he was kind of, that was who he was to me. And he taught me how to fish and he taught me how to cook and he took me camping. We went panning for gold. We have all these adventures together. Um, I found out that he was diagnosed with a terminal illness and he was given one year to live if he was lucky. And it was very sobering. It was very like, uh, I don't know, like, obviously I knew we all die and I knew that not, not everyone lives to be a hundred. Like I was aware of that. I wasn't naive to that fact, but I had never experienced it firsthand, like in my inner circle of people. Like, I think I was still kind of in the zone of like, ah, we'll all live to whatever age. And, and, you know, um, so he was 41 when he was diagnosed and he passed 10 months later. Um, he had turned 42. He had two little girls that were six and eight years old when he passed. And, it was the most horrible experience of my life. Um, I had never witnessed someone slowly succumbing to an illness before. Uh, someone who was not at peace with this process, who did not want to die, who was fighting tooth and nail, who wanted to see his daughters grow up. That reminds me a little bit about me too, Jen. Yeah. I, um, your story just reminds me a lot about me, uh, yeah. you know, looking for that right place. Like I thought that if I worked at this job, I would make more money and I would be happy. I thought if I lived in a bigger house, I would be happy. I thought if yeah. I drove this car, I would be happy. Yes. You know, I had little things, material things. If I make more money, I would be happy. Yeah. Um, if I had a child, I would be happy. If I had two yeah. children, I would be happy. I have <laughs> both of them. I still am happy, but not yeah. in, you know what I mean, but they have, yes, there's a difference. There's a big difference. And then when you talk to me about your, your brother, like the one that you looked up to, yeah. instead of me finding that person, it happened to me when my doctor told me that I'm diagnosed with celiac. Wow. And when he did my biopsy, they quote you out of four and they tell you how bad you are. And he quoted me three out of four. And he says, there's a very, very rare rate. If you don't take care of yourself, you could be heading to the grave. Wow. And when your doctor tells you that, you got to get back up and do your best and do the things that you need to do. And I realized my life is more precious to me to be there, not just for myself, but to be for my, for my kids, yes. you know, and to be able to live the life that I need to live the way that I want to live it, not just for me but for the people that I love and yeah. that with my family. And if I did not do that for myself, I wouldn't be where I am today. So wow. when you brought that story up today, though there's so much tears going on to that, you really look, you think about it. You're like, you only have a few years left to live. What would you do? Yes. And that's exactly what happened. 
it, I realized this whole idea of let's just work hard and get to 55 and then enjoy my life um, was maybe not a great idea after all, was maybe not such a master plan after all, because no one ever guaranteed me that I was going to see 55. Maybe I'm not going to see 55. My, you know, my family member didn't get to see 43. So, so that's when my plan changed. I was like, this plan sucks and I'm not enjoying it at all. And I'm wishing my life away. Like my family member would give anything for one more day for, for one more Monday. Right. And here I am. Oh, it's Monday. Oh, it's Tuesday. Oh, yay. Happy hump day. It's finally Wednesday. And I thought I'm not going to wish my life away. I do not want to live a life where I wish that that day was over. And I, I wish that that week was over and I wish that that year was over. And I just felt like to me that dishonored the people who would give anything to be alive today. So I thought, forget that. What's my new plan? And I just started kind of journaling and thinking and just kind of like, well, remember that question? If I never had to worry about money again, how would I be spending my time? Um, this whole idea of chasing success and chasing money, I, I did that. And, and it didn't solve all my problems and it didn't make me deeply satisfied and, and fulfilled and happy in the way that I thought that it would. So I think I was doing this all wrong. What's another way of doing it? You know, maybe there's something else I need to be chasing and it's not money and it's not, you know, traditional form of success. And so that little whisper came up, Jen, do you remember you wanted to be a photographer? Do you remember that? Um, if you only made it to be 41 years old, or if this were your last year to live, because my, my family member had been given, had been given that one year left to live. Wouldn't you want to know what you could have done with photography? And I thought, Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to find out what I can do with photography. So I'll fast forward the story. I pick up a camera I start doing shoots for fun on evenings and weekends. I thought, even if this is just a hobby, you know, let's just enjoy. Let's have something outside of work and eating dinner and doing the dishes and watching TV and going to bed. Like, let's have some actual like hobby or something I do for fun for me. So pictures start doing photo shoots for friends. Friends of friends start asking if they can pay me for a photo shoot. I thought, wow, people want to pay me like, OK, how could I get even better at this where like people want to pay me more, more people want to pay me. And so just on evenings and weekends, I start working with mentors, going to workshops, taking course just because it was fun. There was no pressure. There was no deadlines. There was no expectations. It was like, oh, I want to learn more. Oh, I want to learn more. Oh, I want to learn more. And then finally, some uh, friends of ours asked me to photograph their wedding. And I thought, oh, yikes, that's intimidating. But I did it anyway. It was blissful. I couldn't believe people got paid to, to photograph weddings because it's like you're going to one big party and photographing emotion and these beautiful moments. And, and you get paid to be there and, and have that front row seat and capture it. Like, I just thought this is unbelievable to me that someone gets paid to do this. And I'm like, well, maybe I could get paid to do it, too. 18 months later, after I photographed that first wedding, 
that was it. I walked out of the finance office, turned off the lights to my office, um, packed up my box of pictures and things and my certificates and whatever. And I walked out the door and, and that was the end of my life in finance. And I became a full-time, full-time photographer. I started traveling the world, photographing weddings. I started being paid to travel to shoot these weddings. So I got to go to places I'd never seen before. I'd never been to Hawaii before. I'd never been to Australia before. I'd never been to Italy, uh, France, um, and Spain. And it was just a dream come true. Um, so that was amazing for a few years, started winning awards, started being published, started feeling like, wow, I'm actually good at something, you know, for the first time in my life, I felt like I was good at something. And then this little whisper came forward and it said, and I, I didn't know what this was at the time and I wasn't expecting it, but I remember I was editing one of these weddings and I was just so happy. And I thought, what in the world could ever be better than this? I kind of just silently asked myself that, like just, you know, talking in my own mind, what could be better than this, you know? And this little voice came forward, which I had, didn't know what it was at the time. And it just said, you know, what could be better than this, Jen? showing other people how they could do the same. And then that voice kind of went away and I was like, what, <laughs> what was that? Like, that was weird. And I just went about my business, like carried on. I loved photography. I loved growing my business. I didn't know what that meant or where that came from. That was strange and carried on for another few years. But then this feeling of like, Ooh, I don't know that I want to be here anymore. Like as a photographer, I don't know that this is really kind of I, that, that fulfilled, inspired enthusiasm. It, it felt like someone, you know, like I had a, a bathtub that was full of passion and enthusiasm and someone pulled the plug and I could feel this water starting to drain. Like I just, I did, the passion was starting to drain out the, the connection to it. It was just, and I was like, oh no, no, no. I'm trying to plug this bathtub with my hands, with tape, with gum, with everything. Like what's happening? What's happening? I, it took me a lot of guts and a lot of fear facing to transition from photography, sorry, from finance and accepted, you know, a socially accepted career to, uh, oh, I'm going to, sorry, I'm going to quit my career in finance and I'm going to go take pictures for a living like that. That was, that was one of the biggest challenges of my life to go through that transition. Um, so to feel like, oh my gosh, is it happening again? Am I, am I going to be changing careers again? Like, what would I even do now? I had no idea. Like photography was like, oh yeah, that was my childhood dream. But now it's like, if I'm not a mortgage broker, if I'm not a photographer, who am I? Who am I? Where do I go from here? I don't, I don't know. I felt lost. I felt like I was floating out in outer space with no direction, no light, no, oh my gosh, what am I doing? And um, I tried to find my way back to photography. I, I invested in rebranding. I made a client meeting space. I've got a new logo. I held a launch party at my meetings. I spent over $10,000 on credit cards. <laughs> and that did not make me fall back in love with my business of being a photographer. So it was time to move on. I had no idea what the heck that meant. 
I had to work with someone outside of my own head. Um, so when the universe brought a life coach into my life and dropped them into my lap, um, I felt this intuitive nudge. I needed to work with this person. Um, I was scared to because I was now $10,000 in the hole and I wasn't taking on many shoots anymore because my heart wasn't in it. And I just didn't feel an integrity taking people's money for something my heart just wasn't really in. So I'm not really even responding to emails at this point too much. Um, but when I had an initial conversation with this person, his name was James Butler. Um, he's not alive anymore, but uh, I was blessed to have this connection with him. Um, I knew that I needed to work with him. However, we all have free will. We all have free will to say yes or no. Like the universe cannot force us to do anything. It can present us with opportunities, but it cannot force us. We, we have free will. So the universe brought this person into my lap and when he said, okay, Jen, at the end of our initial conversation, he said, would you like to work together? Um, I had two answers. My heart was like, yes. And my head was like, no, like I can't, how am I going to pay for this? Like, I'm not even taking any shoots right now. I'm in debt at this point. I don't know what I'm going to be doing for money moving forward. Like, and, and the no was way louder than the soft, subtle yes. It was, it was bullying me. It was terrifying me. It was, you know, putting in these bold flashing lights, all the reasons why I should not be spending this money and I can't commit to this. And now's not the right time and yada, 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 yada. And so I said to him, I said, James, um, just give me a couple of days to think about it. <laughs> just, just I think let I did the same about thing it. about you when I did your awakening course. I'm yeah. like, hold on a second. Let me think about this. Yeah. Yeah. Let me I just think it. about it. Let me think about it. And that's like my non-confrontational way of saying, uh, I don't think I can do this, you know? And um, so I thought, I'll just tell him I need a couple of days to think about it. And then, you know, I've just kind of fizzle out into the abyss. Um, and so he said, that's fine, Jen. He was not into pressuring and I'm not into pressuring people either. He said, let me ask you one more question. I said, of course. And he said, and I'll never forget this ever, ever. And this was like six years ago. Do you think that you're going to get to where you want to be if you continue to make decisions based on where you're at, do you think you're going to get to where you want to go if you continue to make decisions based on where you're currently at? And that struck me immediately. I knew exactly what he was saying. And I had, I'm like, this vision of me just round and round and round chasing my own tail. I'd like to do that, but I can't afford it. I'd like to do it, but I can't afford it. I'd like to do that, but I shouldn't. I'd like to do that, but no. And so round and round and round I go on my own hamster wheel chasing my own tail when like someone is throwing me a bone here and saying, I can help you get off that hamster wheel. I can help you get off that treadmill that chasing your own tail. I, I can show you how, right? But you've got to take a step forward in faith towards me. Like I can't pull you off that thing. You have to take the free will option 
off of that hamster wheel and come in this direction. Like I can't do it for you. I can't yank you off it. It has to be your decision and it has to be made in faith and trust. Like you might not know a way, but you have to trust that a way will be made. And so I decided enough was enough. I was at a place in my life when James entered my life that I had been unhappy. The bathtub had been drained for a year and a half. And I was, I was, I would, I will say sinking into a depression at that time. Like I wasn't really taking great care of myself. I wasn't going to the gym anymore. I was eating sugar and carb, like what, and I still eat those things, but it's just like, (laughs) I was eating an unhealthy amount, right? Like I just, my whole idea of taking my care, care of myself was out the window at this point. I was tired. I was lethargic. I had brain fog. I was pulling away from my friends. I felt disconnected from my spouse. Like it was just, I was going downhill, right? And I had been doing that for 18 months. And so I was in a place where enough was enough. And this might not work, but I'm willing to try. I need to try something. I need to do something different because trying to figure it out on my own is not working. So I'm just going to say yes and throw my hands up in the air and see what happens. So I start working with James. It was a six month contract. We worked on many, many things. It was very eye opening, very. um, I thought I was into personal development since I was about 14 years old when my mom gave me my first book, uh, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective Teenagers. And so I read all these books and I've gone to conferences and I watched the videos But like working with someone one-on-one week after week after week after week, it was very powerful, very transformational. And by the end of the six months, I was, I finally had clarity on where I wanted to go next. And funny enough, it was the exact same direction that that little voice that I had completely forgotten about that said the only thing that could be better than this would be showing other people how they can do the same. Um, I had to hire a life coach to help me remember that, help me bring that up to the surface and not bat it away with like, oh, but I could never do that. And how could I, and who's, who's ever going to listen to me and how am I going to help? I'm not qualified for that. So having someone outside of my head helped me bring that to my conscious awareness and not just swat it away as, as an impossibility for me. And so that was, that was the start of what I do now. Um, and, and here we are. So we are now, uh, I do one-on-one coaching. I've, I've hosted, I don't know how many group programs at this point. I'm the creator of the Awakener certification, I have a best-selling and, and award-winning book. Actually, I have a couple. One is a solo book, but I have a couple that I was a, a, I contributed to. I've been in magazines. I've been on TV interviews. I've spoken on stages internationally. I've spoken at retreats. I've held my own retreats. It's just the last five, six years has been pretty amazing, more fulfilling than anything I've ever done, like really hits me deep in my bones and my soul and my heart deeper than photography or anything else before it. It's, it's the most amazing journey of my life. Um, and the best part is when I help someone else make this realization and shift onto this journey for themselves. That's what I specialize in. That's what means the most to me. And 
that's what brings us here today. And that's the reason why I'm crying every time I talk to you. (laughs) And the reason I'm saying this to you is because you are the reason why this podcast actually started. So after our five-day challenge that we had done with you, I came to realization that my life was all about what I was thinking about what others would think about me. Yeah. Okay. Like I felt like as if I wanted the answers from outside and it was like, if I do this, will I get enough likes? If I do these, will people like me more? If I do this, will I get that love that I'm seeking? Mm -hmm. But yet those were not my answers. And when I had miraculously found your five-day course, your, your five-day challenge on Facebook. And I took that openly and I participated and I stayed in there and I, and I really worked towards those meditations. I started to recognize myself and started to believe in myself. There was a fear that would stop me from doing the things that I wanted. And that fear was from outside. Yeah. And then I realized why am I fearing about other people when I can do the things that I want Mm -hmm. and still be able to love myself and allow the people to walk into my life that want to be in my life and allow the ones that don't want to be around me or don't, don't feel the same emotions as me. And they're most welcome to walk away with open heart. Mm -hmm. And that is what brought this podcast to life. And from there on, it's opened more doors for me. And the next door that's opened for me was I finally wrote the story of my life and how it started to where it is today. And that book that I've written has a story about you in there as well, that says how I got to my purpose in life and you're in there. And that is how I opened up to this book. And this book is called Battling the Worst, Awakening the New. Wow. Oh my gosh. I can't wait to read this. (laughs) So when I talk to you about life purpose, I brought you here because I wanted others to see that happiness doesn't come from outside. Happiness truly comes within. And I had to tell you, I did a photography business too, as well. I had, it's called RNG photography. I did it for a few I would say a few months instead of years or maybe less than a year. And it brought, I was just not happy with it though. I was doing, it was so much fun and it it made me, I loved the way the pictures were turned out and people loved it. I could feel it in my heart. It wasn't mine. It didn't do anything for me. And I had, everyone's like, why you're doing so good. And I'm like, oh, I'm not, I'm not enjoying it. I love Mm -hmm. it as a hobby and I still do it as a hobby, but I cannot do it the expectations that I'm getting from other people is really putting a burden on me. And I think that I had to come out of it. And as of now, I've learned something so much in my life, the podcast, the book, um, I'm open, I'm doing more and more things. My business is flourishing, which I'll be putting out soon as well. And I will talk about that more and more later on, but it's all because of your five day challenge. So if I could do that, think about how many other people can do it. And today I also had that question, should I do Jennifer Jade's awakening certification? And the question came to my mind and I was like, oh my God, can I do this? Can I do this? It's a lot of money. Can I do it? And the no was there that was louder than Mm -hmm. the yes. And I just looked at my husband and I said, I want to do this course. And he looked at me and he goes, sure. And I was like, okay, well, it's, it's this much. And he goes, sure. 
Wow. You're okay with it? I'm going to click purchase right now. He goes, sure. And I'm sitting there like, really? That proved to me that I'm doing something right. Yeah. Because it's not, it's not me that's paying for it. It was my husband. And the fact that he was with me and that he supported me for this showed me this is where I need to be. And when I've, and I'm still doing it, of course, but each time I do that, the modules, I learn something new about myself. So when I say to anyone that this is what I've done to help me to become where I am or to help me to be the person I am, I had to introduce you to show the real you to say, Jennifer Jade has brought me here. And I'm so thankful for you. So thank you. Wow. Oh my gosh, Nish. Thank you so much for sharing this. And it's been such a joy watching you blossom. Like I actually remember, um, did you, you, you did a challenge and didn't join the certification and then did another challenge and joined. Is that how it went? Yes, I okay. did. Okay, because yeah. I remember you from the first challenge. And then I remember you saying, oh, I really want to or not, but you know, whatever. But you just had so much love. And it's like, cool, you know, like, I'm happy you had the experience and it seems to have benefited you. And then you came back the, the next one. And you're like, Jen, I've spoken about you in my podcast. I've, <laughs> I've been telling people you would not believe what's happened just from your challenge. And I was like, whoa, okay. And I didn't even know that that the, you, your podcast didn't already exist. Like, I didn't know it was as a result of doing the challenge. I thought it was just something you were already doing and whatever. Um, and then you, you know, like, it was just, it was just amazing to me. And like, okay, she needs to, she needs to join us, but it really has to be your decision, right? Just like with my coach said to me, it has to be your decision. Um, and you did join us and I was so grateful. And you've just been this big ball of light, like, and so you give me a lot of credit. You give me a lot of credit. Um, and th I thank you for that. But also like, I'm only 50% of this equation. Like you are the other 50% or, and beyond, like you were the one that was willing to say, yes, you were the one that was willing to feel the fear, hear the no, hear the, the ego trying to talk you out of it and do it anyway. You were the one that was willing to say, you know what, I'm going to start practicing letting go of what other people think or my fear of what other people think and taking another step forward anyway. And so now you are here lighting the way for other women. They're listening to your podcast. They're going to be reading your book. They're going to be joining you in your business. So when we, when we do things that are aligned with our soul, it is not a selfish thing at all. It's not we're we're bad moms taking time away from our kids or taking money away from our kids. It's you become now an inspiration as to what's possible. There's the two things that I really felt I wanted to share on your podcast when I was tuning in before we started. One, um, I spent a year, which the story was going long. So I cut out the part about the network marketing. I spent a year when I was unhappy in photography, but uncertain of where I was going to go next. I spent a solid year in network marketing. This was a company that offered, you know, nutritional shakes, supplements, this type of stuff. And I thought, wow, help people get healthy, help them make their own income. Maybe they can make enough that they can get out of a job they hate and like live a life they love. That's right up my alley. And and uh, so I partnered with this company 
um, I worked with them for a year and I'm talking like flying all over North America to their conferences, getting up at 630 in the morning for the team calls. I'm not a morning person. I'm I'm reading all the books. I'm, I'm doing all the calls and meetings they are telling me to do. And like I'm working on this full time. And uh, I go to these like the big annual events. I go to the big annual event and I see they're bringing up all their successful people on the stage. Like this person is a seven figure earner, this person, blah, blah, blah. They're at the multi-platinum six star, six, whatever, blah, blah, blah level. And, and my favorite part was when they would share their stories and time and time again, I noticed it was women who were mothers. Yeah. And I thought, oh man, I need to get me some children. Because <laughs> these mothers were so fired up. Yeah. They were so fired up. And, and something that the common thread that I noticed was that they were doing this for their children. They wanted to create a better life for their kids. They wanted to create opportunities for their children to travel, like to learn by traveling around or to go to certain schools or to be able to give back and show them about giving back. And, and I thought, oh man, these women are fired up because they're just so motivated, so inspired by their kids. And I thought, wow, like I almost felt like it's such an advantage I felt to have children because it's like, you have this mama bear, like I'm doing this for my kids, like (laughs) no matter what. And one of the phrases that I really heard that I wanted to share here is to allow your children to be your reason and not your excuse. That was the common thread I heard from all these success stories. Let your children be your reason, not your excuse. So not letting mom guilt talk you out of it, or I'm taking time away from my kids, or I should be putting this money into their, you know, RESPs, you know, education funds and so on. You can still do those things and invest in what is soul aligned for you. And when you do that, you, you know, like you niche, you become this inspiration of what it means to go after your dreams of what it means to be true to yourself of what it means to live a life free of what other people think, or at least not letting you letting that hold you back any longer. And then the second thing that I wanted to share with your audience is I was going to this kickboxing class And this woman, uh, her name's Tana. She had been, you know, she's very knowledgeable in fitness. She worked at one of the top, you know, premier gyms. Then she opened her own fitness class twice a week, just out of her home. And I was going there and I was going all summer and it was so much fun. And she said, you know what, this is going to be my last summer doing this. And I thought, what? This is like, this is amazing. And you're so good at it. And you're educated in this. And you're just awesome. And I love these classes. And she said, I'm going to go back to school and be a nurse. And I thought, what the heck? Like she was 30. She was at least 30 years old. She had a two-year-old daughter at home. And I thought, you're going to go back to school for four years in British Columbia, Canada. It's four years to become a nurse. I said, you're going to go back to school for four years. She had a beautiful home, a husband, a daughter, this great business that she seemed to really enjoy. I'm like, and you're going to go to school for four years to become a nurse. I said, what has inspired you to do that? And she said, Jen, you know what? I actually always wanted to be a nurse. I always wanted to be a nurse and I was intimidated by the amount of school it would take and the amount of money and the student loans, you know, just kind of always talked myself out of doing it. She said, but now I'm a mother and I have a daughter 
And she said, how can I look at my daughter in her eyes and tell her to follow her heart and to live her dreams if I never had the courage to do it first? And I thought, oh, my God, that's beautiful. Yeah. And so so I thought, wow, that that is pretty amazing. So I'm inspired by mothers. I think mothers are superheroes. I'm grateful to my mother. Um, I think, you know, we can all get caught up in the, um, well, I shouldn't do this, or is it selfish if that, or, you know, is it a bad decision? Is it going to disappoint my family or my husband or whatever? But at the end of the day, we are each responsible for living our own soul aligned life. And one day our kids are going to be responsible for living their own soul aligned life as well. And, and I think the best thing we can do is to role model what that looks like role model, courage, role model, feeling the fear and doing it anyway, role model, um, trusting, like taking those soul aligned risks and trusting that it's going to work out and taking those step forward in faith and becoming that light then for those all around you to find their own way as well. You said it so beautifully. I don't even know what, I have no words for you. You said it so beautifully. (laughs) You know, I, whatever I do today, my kids always watch me doing them. I work out there with me. I'm doing my podcast and they'll be like, Oh, mom's busy doing her podcast, you know? And then they're like, so mom, what do you talk to you? Uh, to, who do you talk to on your podcast? Tell me more. And then they get so excited about, you know, listening to podcasts. So they'll listen to some of my podcasts and it's just nice to see that they're interested in the things that I do. And today I tell my kids, just like every other mother probably does is follow your heart and follow your dreams. Doesn't matter what you want to do after you're finished school, but do the best that you can do and follow yeah. anything that you want out of your heart. Like I still want to become an interior designer. So I'm going to go back to school. I love do it. <laughs> so one day I think everything will happen and it's time. Yes. Jen, I don't want to take too much of your time anymore, but I do want my audience to get a hold of you to get um, all the information that I got from you. And I think I think the best person to talk about that and how to get a hold of you would be you. So please let us sure. know how they would do that. Yeah. So for anyone listening, if you'd like to connect, I actually have one of my five day find your purpose challenges coming up. I'm not sure when this episode will release, but um, if it does release in time, it's going to be starting on October 14th, 2021. So if you're listening in time, October 14th, 2021, you can find details for that on my website, jenniferjade.com. It's a free experience. There is no expectation or obligations or anything to join anything after that. There's an opportunity, but it's not expected. It's not obligatory in any way. Um, JenniferJade.com. And I'm also mostly on Instagram. I would say I like to do Insta stories. So I'm on Instagram, JenniferJade underscore success coach on Instagram. Um, And I, yeah, I'd love to connect with anyone that is looking to live a more soul aligned life to uncover what their purpose is and to live that full time. I'm excited. This podcast will be there. It'll be before October 14th for sure. And the reason why is because my marketing for my book starts October 11th. And I wanted your podcast to be on before 
my marketing started. So this is one of my biggest reasons, my biggest purpose, my biggest life, my soul journey that I'm here for today and to introduce my soul sister to every single one of you. So thank you again for being here. Thank you everyone that's listening because of this, I'm able to be the person that I'm able to be today. If you're listening again, please don't forget to subscribe. Please make sure that you um, let us know how the conversation went. It's it's really, really important to us to see how that goes. And, um, and we'll see you next week. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Thanks, everyone. Thank you so much, Nish.